Welcome into Bucks Insider Live. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith here to get you ready with everything you need to know leading up to that game against the Rams. Of course, before we get into that one, we're going to talk a little bit about this last week against the Ravens and some of the roster moves that have happened since. And if you have any questions for us, you can leave those in the comment section underneath the live video. We'll try to get to some of those later as well. So let's just kind of start big picture some of the takeaways from that Thursday night game. Well, I think the takeaway is pretty similar to what it's been for the whole season, and it's that the Buccaneers are having a difficult time playing a 60-minute game. Um, that's particularly true on defense, where in a lot of these games, they've been pretty good. They held Baltimore to three points in the first half, and then in the second half, things broke down. Todd Bowles said there were you know, glitches, missed assignments, and, the, and Baltimore led three straight long touchdown drives. and. That completely changed the game, and the offense scored on its first two drives. In fact, it got a touchdown in its first drive for the first time all season. Of course, that happened after a muffed punt, and that's another takeaway that for the fourth straight game, the Buccaneers did not get a takeaway. Right. Uh, they did have one turnover. It wasn't on offense, so four straight games, they also have not turned the ball over on offense, which is commendable. But for some, somehow or some way, this defense needs to generate turnovers. That's mm -hmm. been a hallmark of Todd Bowles' defense and just the – Fawcett got turned off four weeks ago, and right. you need to get turned back on. And then finally, third downs. Mm -hmm. yeah, and Todd Bowles pointed that out yesterday. If you look at the differential between the, how the Bucks are converting third downs on offense and how they're allowing them on defense, which used to be a strength for this team, it's about the fifth worst differential in the league. And if you look at that list, the teams, if you, if you start reading from the top, you see like Buffalo, Kansas City, Philadelphia, and you start reading from the bottom, you yep. see Houston, you see the, Pretty that's big a indicator. big stat. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's interesting. It's, it is true on both sides of the ball and they affect each other because as we saw sure. the, the time of possession yeah. was incredibly uneven. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that stat doesn't mean anything because it's, you got turnovers and pick sixes and you yeah, scored. Scores, the, right. Yeah. So sometimes that, that stat doesn't mean anything, but in this game, it, it felt yeah. like it meant long a lot. Long drives. Long drives and, and your defense being exhausted mm -hmm. at the end of the game, right. which was very hard and then that makes it even harder to get off the field and yeah. it's sort of just this cycle that ends up this this self-fulfilling thing here um i know that one of the big things that came out of the game of course was shaq barrett's injury he's been placed on injured reserve and just such a big loss for this defense and and for this team that um guys talk so much about how much he means even just an off the field and a leader and um that kind of thing but let's talk a little bit about what that's going to mean um, from an X's and O's standpoint yeah. and who's going to fill his shoes and, and how much that could even be a ripple effect across the whole defense and not just about who's going to replace him specifically. It's a big loss. I mean, he he only only had three sacks at this point, but he was making an impact. And the coaches were saying he really was winning a lot of his one-on-one -on -one battles. They just didn't necessarily turn into sacks. Uh, Anthony Nelson is now going to step up into a starting role. And... He did a good job last year. The last three games, he started two of the last three games last year, but basically was a starter for those three games. Played 75% of the snaps, which is probably what he's going to step into now. And he had a sack in each of those three games, and he had f four tackles for loss and a pass defense and a fumble recovery. So he actually produced quite a bit. There, there it is right there in, his, in the last three games of last season. He actually produced quite well. Mm -hmm. So there's reason to suspect that he can do the same in a larger role. I think I've pointed this out a couple times, but I like what he says and a couple other guys have said. It's not, it's not about counting your reps. It's about making your reps count. Mm. So with a larger role, he's going to try to make more Those of an count. impact. Mm -hmm. But you're right. It's a ripple effect. You, you had him as one of your four-man rotation mm -hmm. and now the fourth man is Jannard Avery which you know we don't 
really have a long history with Jannard Avery. He's only played a handful of snaps this season, and hopefully he can be a productive fourth guy. But, you know, we'll right. see. And then they brought Jojo Ozogu back to the practice squad. Uh, he's another outside linebacker that if you needed some more depth, you could bring him up. But, right. but it's not a lot of experience depth, and, and it hurts, of yeah. course. But, you know, I think I think Anthony Nelson will step up pretty well, and maybe, you know, Joe Tryonshenka can step up his game a little bit as well. Yeah, the thing that worries me is the fact that even when Shaq Barrett wasn't getting the stats maybe that he wanted or that we've come to expect, part of that is a lot of the attention that sure. they were giving him. Right. And now if the opposing offense doesn't feel like they have to give as much attention to that For position, sure. is it all of a sudden Vita is getting more attention team, yeah. or even Joe trying to shake it. Yeah. Where, where does the, you know, cascade of mm -hmm. who else gets that attention to where they talked about Shaq was helping other guys get opportunities and can Anthony Nelson command that kind right. of attention or is it going to make it harder kind of across that whole mm -hmm. front seven? And it ripples effect, ripple effects to the secondary, like you said, if, if they're not getting as much pressure, then it's, they're in coverage longer. Mm -hmm. In the NFL, if you have to be in coverage for four seconds, you're probably giving up a completion. Right. So <laughs> this is incredible because our next thing we were going to talk about, somebody asked the exact question what? of one of our next topics. So this works out great. Mind reader. Uh, Richard asked, are there any upcoming Bucks records that Mike Evans can be adding to his resume? Which I love. <laughs> um, and our next topic we had was Brady, Mike Evans, and Chris Godwin all being close to yeah. impressive records. Yeah, so this I love is, this. This is a new record for Mike. But yeah, this is this is kind of incredible. This could all happen this Sunday. Tom Brady probably will get 164 passing yards, yep. I would think, and that will give him 100,000 counting the what playoffs in his career. What a ridiculous number. Yeah, he obviously already owned the record, but we love those big round numbers, and 100,000 is almost mind-boggling. Mike Evans with 122 yards. He had 123 last week, so this is not out of reach. Will reach 10,000 receiving yards. He'll be the 51st player in league history and obviously the first in Bucks history to get there. And then Chris Godwin with eight more eight more yards. I think he might get that on the first play of the game. Seems reasonable. Um, he will move past Mark Carrier, one of the Bucks greats, into second place behind Mike Evans in most receiving yards in team history. And it's not common, because I've looked this up, for a team to have their first and second leading receivers or, or people in any category at the same time. Hmm. And both of them still, it's not like Mike Evans is just hanging on right. in his 15th season. He's still our best of offensive player at the moment. And then Chris Godwin is your second leading receiver. You have both of them at the same time. It's kind of cool. It's it a good is. time. I know things haven't gone great so far this year, but it's a good time to be a Bucs still, fan. Still a fun thing uh. to watch for sure. Um, and you know, another thing I know we wanted to kind of call out and they don't always get the attention that they deserve, but the special teams unit. And <coughs> as much as it is a bit unfortunate because of the fact that you don't really necessarily want your kicker and punter to be right. some of your best players <laughs> in the moment. But if you are going to be needing to rely on them more than maybe you'd like, it is great when they are producing the way they are. And I just think that between Jake Camarda and Ryan Suckup, it has been such an impressive season. And what we've seen where those positions can very much negatively affect the team and to yeah. see the way that they are producing in such a positive way. What have you seen from the two of them? Well, from Jake, he's a rookie. So through his first eight games, there have been a few ups and downs. Mm -hmm. as you would have from any rookie at any position, but he has repeatedly showed off what a big leg he has. He's got six punts already of 60 or more yards, and I looked it up and it took a long time, believe me, that's already tied for the most 60-plus yard punts that a Buccaneers punter's ever had, so he's probably going to break that record. And 
he has good hang time. He's about, he's, I think, averaging about 4.5 seconds of hang time. Uh, Ryan Suckup has only missed once, and uh, we hate to talk about these things because right. we don't want to jinx him. But he's just been so money. 19 of 20, if he maintains that, it would be a single-season record for the Buccaneers. Uh, 92.9 is the record for Connor Barth from 2000. 11 mm -hmm. something like that and then you have your two rookie tight ends who are doing some nice things on offense but man those guys are really producing a lot yeah. on special teams 11 special teams tackles between the two of them i think co may have six and kate has five they're they're making their mark in two phases of the game and in a lot of ways the buccaneers special teams have been improved from last year when mm -hmm. they weren't great um obviously if you have 95 percent field goal percentage if your punter's averaging uh, over 40 uh, net, which he is, and even Jalen Darden quietly is about ninth in the league in punt return average. He's getting over 10 yards per punt return, so yeah. we haven't seen any huge plays, but he's getting you that 10 yards you want on, on an average punt return. It's so funny you did the knock on wood. I had Keith Armstrong on my radio show a few weeks ago, <laughs> and it's very hard to talk about what they do without it sounding like you're and he knocked on the table <laughs> 10 times during yeah. our show and he was getting so mad at me that I'd say I would read the stats yeah. of what Ryan was doing and he was like Stop what it. are you yeah and I was like I don't know how to talk about this but I, yeah. I love it that that is such a superstitious yeah. position group Re yeah and well, it makes me laugh any streak relatedly yep. Tom Brady has gone 315 consecutive passes without an interception <laughs> and I knew that he was approaching the Bucks record like two games before he got there but I didn't put it in any notes or any yep. stories you're like I do not want this to be yeah, my fault because I, I will be blamed yes <laughs> and I didn't put it in you know we do our pregame show and before the stadium I never used that one but uh now that he's like almost 100 passes past the record I feel comfortable talking about. In fact, yeah. he's got the fifth longest streak in team history, in NFL history. That's incredible. Point. That's amazing. All right, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Bucks Insider Live. Thanks so much for being with us, and we'll be back here next week before the team heads to Germany, so we'll see you then.